Previously on AMC's The Walking Dead. We just need a safe place to be. We can stop running, stop scavenging. Welcome to PPN's The Pulping Dead. I'm Mike. I'm Andy. Today we're talking about, still, the newest episode of The Walking Dead. Episode 12, I believe. So what did you think? You know, I actually thought this was really good. Uh, way better than last week. This kind of made last week look even worse by comparison. Oh, this episode was actually well-written. Not only well-written, the thing that struck out to me the most the first time I, like, the first scene I saw was just how well-directed it was. Because, holy crap, that first scene was one of the best openers of the season, in my opinion. It's funny, before the episode started, I was sitting around thinking about, like, things I'd like to see in The Walking Dead more. And one thing was horror. Yeah. Like, all the zombies are pretty much played for action sequences, for the most part. There's not a lot of horror. There's a lot of horror imagery, but not, like, horror scenes. Yeah. Uh, The closest I can think of was that scene with uh, Michonne in the, like, child bedroom but even that was like that was more a character moment that wasn't like for the horror yeah that was just imagery but like i think the last like horror full-on horror episode was uh the governor chasing andrea yeah so it was nice to get that many horror sequences in there like when they're in the clubhouse and that all the zombies hanging from the ceiling and stuff it was just a creepy horror vibe throughout the whole thing oh the the zombies hanging from nooses was one of the better images I think I've seen in a while on the show. That's just, like it just the insanity of that. Just imagining what that scene was when those people were alive, like everyone just going crazy because zombies are suddenly there. I like how there was also no explanation of what there was no digging into what happened to that place. Just things scribbled on the walls. Yeah, that they just didn't linger on, just you kept moving. Like you don't see what exactly is the story behind that one zombie that's propped up like a mannequin. Yeah, it's just like like a no whole other thing went down in this place. That also, like like they didn't explain like why Daryl went out of his way to collect all the money and stuff. Yeah, just doing stuff. Yeah, like he's. I think that's really what this episode was about. Was that. It was about the juxtaposition between Beth and Daryl and those type of people specifically, not just those characters themselves, but like the type of optimist versus the survival or the survivalist. Yeah, it was kind Almost of a because, reverse. Beth's weak, weakness is actually her strength and Daryl's yeah. strength is actually kind of his weakness. Yeah, and they're at the same time, they're kind of alike in a lot of ways too, which is what I liked about it because – they could have easily just played them as opposites in sort of this ordinary or extraordinary environment. And instead, they kind of played on the fact that, yeah, they seem different, but at the same time, they're very alike in so many ways because they've had to bury themselves. Like Beth at the beginning of the season, Daryl calls her out on the fact that she buried all her emotions and Daryl does that too, but he call like he's very objective about it. Like he calls her out on it and doesn't realize that he's been doing that the entire time. Yeah. And by the way, Norman Reedus in this episode was phenomenal. Like he's usually pretty phenomenal, but this episode was 
a real tour de force for him. That was really good. Because he got to lead the entire thing and carried it well. Yeah, the whole scene on the porch was um, really good. Yeah. Get some of Daryl's backstory, which was pretty much the backstory we already knew. Yeah. At the same time, it's like it builds it up to a good pace in that you kind of have that whole thing where they're trying to guess what Daryl's backstory is, and then he just kind of lays it all on on the table, and it's exactly what you expect for him. Yeah, it's it's nothing. He didn't really have one. Yeah, and that's kind of goes with a lot of the other characters in that. They weren't people who were extraordinary until the apocalypse came. Yeah. Like, so, the governor the governor wasn't a special person before the apocalypse. Then he became a, an absolute psychopath. Yeah, it's about people finding purpose in the apocalypse. Yeah. And I I liked the episode, but at the same time, I, I think I would liked it more if the last couple episodes were a little bit uh, not uh, not faster paced, but just had some more forward momentum. I think what I can kind of get from that is that these few episodes have been a little too similar, maybe. Yeah. Uh, and that they're more singular character focused. Yeah. Which is like, it's good for a, to have that as a break, but not as like... Because right now it doesn't seem like there's a plot. No, like, I think if last episode wasn't what it was, I think this one would have been a lot stronger. Or if they just, or if these two episodes just switched places. Yeah, I can agree. Um, I still feel like this was probably one of the stronger ones. It was, it was a, it was a good, well-written char- character stuff, though I thought, uh, the burning down the cabin stuff was a little bit too, uh, over the top. And, I mean, I got it. It was just kind of over the top and obvious to me. I thought it was awesome, just for the, imagery of him at the end. Yeah. He's kind of holding up the finger to his past. But yeah, I mean I do get what you're what you're saying by the fact that it's like the latter half of the season seems to have been focused solely on one piece at a time rather than parts of a whole, which is kind of how a TV show generally works. Yeah. I guess I just felt like this episode um Kind of started running out of steam, then kind of went back up, then kind of ran out of steam, then kind of went back up again. And not, not, and it wasn't, like I said, I really like it. It was really well written and good character stuff. It just felt like it was, uh, it was just an hour long of these two characters when occasionally there wasn't a lot of content to support just these two characters interacting. I think maybe them spending a little bit more time in the, um, um, at the golf club would have been and maybe a little beneficial. That was admittedly the crux of it, in that that seemed to be like almost a death trap in and of itself. It was kind of its own character, because it had these different parts of it. Like a golf club, it had the part where you have like the all the clothes on display, then you had the alcohol, and you had the main lobby where all the other people were. Like It, it felt like a multifaceted place whereas like the cabin was more of it was one room yeah i just thought the cabin stuff maybe went on just kind of it was a little stretched out i thought i also thought it was a little weird that daryl knew where the cabin was but they had still been camping out in the open but whatever yeah. you know it's not real uh but i still liked um i, I still like beth's mission i'm sure people thought it was stupid but i liked beth's mission just wanting to go get a drink because she's never done it before 
And she also just assumes she's going to die at some point. People don't really get about Beth is that one thing, she hasn't really gotten a chance to do anything. It's not necessarily that everything she's done is terrible. It's just... She hasn't done anything. Yeah. She's not really gotten a chance to... And she's been here from season two. But um, I did like the fact that it just treats her like a teenager. Yeah. Like, she finally just says, screw it. I want a drink. And, I mean, the last couple episodes have been the... Uh, trying to refine purpose. So... Yeah. Or Beth is just reaching out and... I also like the brotherly-sisterly dynamic between between those two, because the first episode that had the two of them, I didn't feel like it necessarily worked as well. In this one, it seems like they there's more of a reason for them to be the ones to be on the run yeah. for that particular storyline. Them being so different is what kind of brings out the two characters. Yeah, because you don't well. really... You don't really have that with, uh, like, Michonne, Rick, and Carl, because they're ultimately extensions of the same type of character. Um, Tyrese and the girls, like, doesn't really have that because he's the adult. They're the children. Uh, even with Carol, it's like there's not really much of a dynamic going on there more than what Carol has done is going to have a cloud hanging over it. And with uh, uh, Bob and... Sasha and Maggie, it's just more of, like, Maggie's trying to find Glenn, and the other two are just trying to stay alive. With Daryl and Beth, it's more of, like, it was almost ripened for character study. Like, I honestly do feel like, out of the character study episodes, quote-unquote, that this was probably one of the better handled. Yeah. And, um, examining Daryl's, um, and it's been a while since he's really been examined in any way. And, and the I, fact that he yeah. pretty much needs somebody else, he's he's the perennial second-in-command. Like, he needs somebody else to follow, so now he's just kind of shutting down. I thought it was interesting. I also yeah. loved the fact that finally it's acknowledged that he was looking for the governor, and then the governor just turned up, and that had an effect on him. Yeah, I like the fact that he blamed himself for all that happened because that's very much – he seems like that type of character who's very much in it for the group and not – he wasn't just out for revenge for the governor killing his brother or anything like that. Yeah. So I thought that was good, and I liked – and Beth's stuff was pretty – I thought it was interesting because it wasn't what she'd fully expect. Like she was pretty much still just herself. Yeah. But uh, something else kind of came from that. Yeah, they kind of dropped the whole she just closes up inside type thing, which would have been... If they had kept that going throughout the entire season, I think that would have run stale. Yeah. And now she's given like a reason to have hope again, and that's, that's interesting because Daryl's pretty much... His thing seems to be that everybody dies eventually, and there's no reason to get attached, which is kind of a prototypical type of character, but at the same time, you realize he cares way more than he wants to admit to himself. Yeah. And that's really kind of where he breaks down and just doesn't function correctly. Yeah. Definitely um, definitely a good episode. I, I just, I don't think I loved it um, necessarily, but just because I think just because of the last episode and the lack of kind of forward momentum, uh, I don't think it, it's hard to put 
a bunch of character episodes in a row. Yeah. Because it kind of stalls things. And this is close to what they did kind of last season and why things kind of fumbled a little bit. Um, so I'm hoping next episode finally gets forward momentum going. Yeah. Instead I, of just people wandering around. I, um, honestly, I felt like this, I think I like this episode a little bit better than you, but mainly because judging from last week's preview of it, I expected absolutely nothing out of this. I thought it was just going to be like, a fl- it looks really flat to me, just based off of the scenes they showed without any context or anything. And normally I don't feel like that with a preview, but something about this episode looked like it was just a bunch of nothing. And, was, it, and it ended up surprising me. You know, I, was, I was surprised it was just Daryl and Beth for an hour. Yeah. I didn't expect that. Next I, week it seems to be more of an ensemble. Yeah, um... I'm kind of going back and forth on whether or not I would have liked the episode more if it had uh, cutting back had another element we saw a couple times, uh, just to throw some plot forward momentum in there along with the Beth and Daryl stuff. But I don't know if it would have worked as well. So I, I, I don't know. I liked it as a, a character piece and all that, but I guess maybe in the bigger whole of the season, it's just it was kind of disappointing for me. Well, one thing I think I should mention, too, that I like from the episode just before we uh, start to wind things down is, at the beginning, there's a scene where a rattlesnake is going across the ground, and uh, Daryl, of course, is behind him, and he manages to track the thing down and kill it. And what I liked was that he killed it, and what I didn't like was that he didn't then go and kill the snake's family. And kill all the snakes everywhere because I hate snakes and screw snakes. God. Oh, there are blights on this earth. They are abominations. And you get on me with for my spider hate. I understand more. We're kindred spirits now. When he killed a snake, I was thinking like, wow, now this show is really unrealistic. You would eat that snake. Rattlesnake's good eating. Then it cut to him eating the snake. Well on you, Walking Dead. Well on you. I kind of want to try snake jerky. Pretty good. Just to feel feel snake die inside me. You've never seen Temple of Doom, have you? No, I haven't. Boy, I can't wait to show you Temple of Doom. You ever heard of Snake Surprise? I don't want to know that that exists. You will now. Oh, God. Anyway, Walking Dead. <laughs> yeah, I think you and I were just kind of on the same page, but of opposite ends. Yeah, I, it's like, it was it was good for it was good for me. I just don't have a lot to say about it. It was like, good character stuff. I, I like the evolution of Beth, finally. I, I really like the opening up of Daryl, and I, I like the arc presented in the episode for both of them. And it plays, you know, from the things that happen for the rest of the season. Uh, I, I guess it would just been, I guess it was more of its placements where it was bam, bam, bam of all the stuff and no real momentum change. Yeah. Um, Admittedly, there was one part of this episode that I kind of scratched my head at, which was them not finding the road to uh, sanctuary. Yeah, I'm confused where Beth and Daryl are gonna then gonna end up, but they're in the next episode, so yeah. Which looks like a lot happened, so it looks like that's going to be the plot-forward momentum episode that I was looking for. As long as more Abraham comes about, then 
One would hope. Um, but yeah, hopefully, because there's only like four episodes left, so I guess I'm just looking for that momentum to kind of, and, and not like, I don't want like action or anything like that, just some progression plot wise. At this point, I still don't know what the plot is, other than the people are everywhere. And I, I think I really would have liked this episode a lot more if the last episode wasn't what it was. So what I'm saying is that episode has ruined everything. Just everything. I bet, I bet Michonne thinks that, that putting that cheese was in her mouth is really cute now. I feel like I'm trapped under a bed. Wow. Uh, that is no. the quote of the show. <laughs> we get deep here on Pulping Dead. Uh, but yeah, um, especially well written compared to last week's episode. Dear God, yeah. Um, strong, di- strong dialogue, except no for a awkward, few wonky moments. No awkward breakfast scene. Thank God. Uh, but only a couple wonky dialogue moments, but mostly very strong. They insulted Peach Snops, which amuses me. Uh, Daryl throwing darts at white people. He's just racist against white people. That's his character, I guess, that he went from being a racist to being racist against white people. Yeah, uh, Daryl's breakdown was great. Beth's stuff was good. El Port scene was, was... Wow, that's a first I time know, I right? that. Uh, that entire porch scene was really good. Uh, I still don't really like the burning down of that. I know they were drunk, but I still don't really like the burning down thing, and I just felt a little bit too over the top for me personally. That's just more of a personal taste. And of course, the best scene: the snake being killed. I felt bad for the snake. I could, I could watch that on loop. I really could. But then you'd have to watch a snake. But it would be a snake with a knife through its head. You know that snake didn't actually die. It's still out there. No, I, I, I know. It's I, I still actually, out there. What's funny is that I actually did notice immediately. It's like, oh, they didn't actually kill a snake. Then I got depressed. It's still out there. I know. There, 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 there are many rattlesnakes out there. There are many rattlesnakes out there. Some of them are probably right outside my door. I was going to go into some graphic stuff about rattlesnake bites, but I'm just not going to do that to you. Probably heard it all. I can tell you some stuff. But anyway, so we've been discussing still... That was the title of the episode, right? That was. Okay, thank God. We've been discussing still the newest episode of The Walking Dead, and this has been The Pulping Dead. I've been Mike. I've been stuck under a bed. R.I.P. T-Dog. Shane was right. <laughs>